Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I have good news. On the Way Down has officially been picked up by NPR. So, going forward, all episodes of On the Way Down will be produced by the good people of NPR. Yeah. Which is obviously good for me because it substantially increases my reach. However, the one caveat is that I am only to speak in this voice. I'm not to express anger or sadness or happiness or joy. I am only allowed to speak in this voice while we discuss climate change and gender dynamics in the workplace, wage inequality, critical race theory, and all sorts of other fun subjects. Subjects that are sure to have you at the edge of your seat, not just because even if you're a man, you probably piss sitting down. This is not a joke. I am contractually obligated to speak this way going forward. My pants are significantly tighter, my glasses thicker, and my gender uh, a bit more confusing, even to myself. No, um, hey, how's it going? We're not, we're not part of NPR. Can you imagine if this is the first episode that someone chose to listen to, and then like within the first twelve seconds, they're like, "What the fuck? What the fuck is this dweeb?" I'm about to listen to this bullshit, and I wouldn't blame them. Fucking NPR, you know? NPR and Vice. Vice used to be cool. But hey, thanks for being here. If you're at all interested in being in the running for my favorite person on earth, you can go to patreon.com slash OTWD. $5 a month gets you access to unreleased episodes. While you're at it, you can follow me on Instagram at GVDZOKS. Funny story about Instagram coming up soon. Um, you can also follow this podcast on Instagram at OTWD Podcast. And uh, on the way down.net, we'll take you to the YouTube page. Subscribe, share, be a pal. One last thing if you happen to be in Hawaii, I'll be playing there next month. Well, I'll, I'll be playing there next month, even if you aren't in Hawaii. Well, what I should have said is hey, I'll be playing in Hawaii next month. If you happen to be there, come fucking see me. I'll be at the Republic on Oahu August 5th. Then I'll be on the Big Island for 808 Day in Kona. That's August 6th. And then I'll be at the playground on Maui August 12th. Now, you may have noticed there's a slight gap between the second and third show. And that's because eh, who knows what we have planned. Who knows what, what fun things might just pop up on the schedule. We may or may not have a few surprises that we're not going to announce because then they wouldn't be surprises so if you are there and interested just keep your eyes open keep your ears to the street i'll be posting leilani will be posting um oh yeah i'm going there with my friend leilani wolfgram i'm a uh, direct support directs moving up in this world moving up in this here world so very stoked about that been spending a lot of time perfecting the set and uh getting all my shit in order so I plan to fuck shit up. And hopefully I'll see some of you there. You can get your tickets at playleilani.com. And that's it. Cadence is weird. Voice inflections and whatnot. Because like when I said .com, I should have said you could get your tickets at playleilani.com. But instead I said you can get your tickets at playleilani.com. Which implies I'm going to say more. But there was really nothing left to say. The sentence was was finished. Anyway, um, 
I guess play the play the fucking theme music. The gypsy woman told my mother before I was born. I got a boy charge coming. He's gonna be a son of a gun. He gonna make pretty women jump and shout. Then the world wanna know what this all about. Gadzooks is a great name. On the way down means jumping off the cliffs and building your wings on the way down. Right? That sounds like some bullshit. You Irish son of a bitch. Like when people are stunned, it's, it's yes. like Gadzooks. That's a gateway drug. Keep my third eye open. <laughs> Gadzooks is not a bad name. This is the 40th episode. And for some reason, that sticks out to me. You know, I was thinking a while back, I, was, I, I realized that uh, we're on episode 40. I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. It's a nice round number. I mean, it ain't cool as 50. And 50 is not as cool as 100, and 100 is not a, 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 as cool as 1,000, and 1,000 is not as cool as a, a, as a million, but, you know, 40. It's 40. So in honor, in honor of this special occasion, I, I thought I'd go ahead and record this episode with my dickhead son screaming in the background at his dickhead friends playing Apex Legends or... Whatever video game is sure to just deflect vagina. That's how they choose their next game. They, they go to GameStop. Excuse me, sir. Will getting good at this video game get me laid ever? No? Oh, well, we'll take it. No, I'm just breaking his balls. Um, He's on summer break and therefore just in my life. Just constantly in my life. And uh, I mean, I love him, but when I'm at home, I, I like to be the only one at home. I do a lot of shit, but it has been nice having him home. We actually just went to Vegas. In fact, I think the last episode I, I talked about like getting ready to go to Vegas for a concert. And I, it's been so long since I recorded that episode that I've actually been to Vegas two times since I recorded that. So him and I just went to Vegas last week. I had some shit to take care of out there and uh, he came with me. He was a big help, actually. Uh, someone else supposed to come with me, but that fell through. So last minute, I was like, "Well, shit, my kid's almost fifteen. He'll be fifteen. Uh, when will be, how how old is he? What's his name? Uh, he'll be fifteen in August, and he's on summer break, so it's not like he has anywhere to be. And uh, he loves Vegas, so fuck it, let's go to Vegas. And we had fun. I got done what I needed to get done in one day, half a day, and then we spent two more days. Just uh, tearing up the arcade, eating food that will, will certainly come back to haunt us eventually. And, you know, just doing the Vegas shit. At least the Vegas shit you do when you have someone with you who's not old enough to uh, gamble or drink. And someone who you love too much to allow to do drugs or do drugs in front of them. But yeah, we had a good time. It's funny. He's been there a few times. And every time we go, he always wants to go to the M&M factory. And so, again, our options are kind of limited. Like, our, our traditions are White Castle. I mean, that's kind of my tradition that I just passed on to him. We, uh, we got off the plane. Yeah, we flew there. Pretty sure that's the first time him and I have ever been on a plane, just him and I. Because usually it's, you know, the three of us with uh, my wife. But, uh, yeah, it was just him and I. So that was cool. And then we we left the airport and Ubered straight to White Castle. Now, I just assumed it would take us to the White Castle that I usually go to. 
who knew there were two White Castles in Las Vegas? So the Uber drops us off and we're like next to a liquor store. And it's like Dave, like gun store, liquor store, gun store, liquor store, like that whole thing. If you know what I'm talking about, shout out to you. But um, there's just a lot of homeless people and black people and um, homeless black people. And uh, (laughs) I'm obviously joking, but I'm also serious because that's exactly what it was. A bunch of homeless black people come to think of it. Maybe they were at one point homeless white people. They've just been homeless in Las Vegas for so long that they just look like black people now because, you know, the sun and, and shit. I was like, well, shit, I'm not going to Uber from here to the to another White Castle. Like, fuck it. I'm sure we'll eat it uh, again while we're here. We'll do that one like next time. Anyway, the point is, um, what was I talking? Oh, the M&M factory. It's funny because he hadn't been there for a while because, you know, COVID and all that shit. And uh, as is tradition... I took him to the M&M factory, which is cool because we could actually see it from our hotel room. We stayed across the street. And so we just like went outside and walked across the street and we're at the M&M factory. And I'm looking at him like, cool, this is the place you like. And he's just kind of looking around just 14 years old as ever. And he's like, hmm, yeah, I kind of remember this. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. So what do you want to do? Want to <laughs> Go upstairs? And he's like, yeah. That's fine. I'm like, all right, cool. And so anyway, there's four fucking floors to that place. And uh, it was painfully obvious that he was just like, this isn't very cool. Like this place could burn down. I don't give a fuck about this place, which is funny because the only reason I care about that place is because he cared about that place. But now that he don't care about that place, my question is, what the fuck are we doing here? I don't even like candy. And the reason I bring this up is because it was very similar to my own experience in Las Vegas just a few months before this happened. On the last episode, I told you that I was going to go to a concert with my friends. And I'm not going to sit here and reiterate everything that like leading up to the concert. If you're interested, go listen to it for context. And if you already listened to it, thank you, baby. But the gist is some fucking crazed maniac put together a a really big R&B show, really cheesy shit, shit that I assume anyone capable of feeling guilt might label as guilty pleasures. Now, again, I'm not one of those people. I'm not capable of feeling that. So I just call it cheesy R&B that I enjoy, if only for nostalgia. But the story is. One night, me and all my friends were drunk as shit, and uh, we discovered this concert. And it was happening like four or five days uh, from the day we made the discovery. So as drunk assholes do, we just bought the tickets on a whim and planned to go. And go we did. Um, My wife and I and our two friends, we drove out there. We're going to meet our other friends out there. And, uh, you know, it's fun. The drive there is fun. We had to wake up early, like not too early, but, you know, by the time we drive to our friend's house and all that, like it's like 8 a.m. So I'm like, I mean, it's kind of early to be awake, but it's definitely too late to not be drinking. So we start drinking. Well, I start drinking. I I was the only one. If you know me, that shouldn't come as much of a surprise because it's like once we get out there, if I have any hope of catching any slight sort of a buzz, I better start now. Whereas you guys could start drinking when we get there. 
And three drinks later, you'll be drunker than I am, even if I drink this whole 18 pack on the way to Vegas. That's just, it's my curse, you know? Um, I'm not, it's not like some tough guy shit. Trust me. It's, uh, it's a pain in the ass. It's expensive and you get bloated and you have to pee a lot. But anyway, once we're in there, we look at the schedule to see who's playing where and when and what and all that. And, uh, like I did say on the last episode, like it's been a while since I've done the festival thing. Like I go to concerts often, but they're usually concerts that like I know someone playing or I'm playing or I can get backstage at very least. And uh, I just have no desire to stand in a crowd or sit in an audience. It's just, I, that that shit that that train left the station. I've already done Coachella. I've done Rock the Bells a hundred times. I've done Pay Dues. I've done all all the all the festivals. But for whatever reason, I found myself at this festival and I'm not going to read the whole lineup like I did in the last episode. But if you're interested, just Google it. It's called Lovers and Friends. And yes, it's as gay as it sounds. And, you know, it's hot. It's obviously hot. It's Las Vegas. Like, I'm not the dude who goes to Vegas and complains about the heat the whole time. Right. Like, you know, those people. Why are we talking about the heat? We knew like babies know it's hot in Vegas. Chinese babies know it's hot in Vegas. Chinese babies with Down syndrome know it's hot in Vegas. That's just everyone knows that shit. But we're looking at the schedule and we break away from our friends because they wanted to go see someone else or they were meeting up with somebody. I don't know. There was just a lot of people there. I don't know if you can hear my kid right now through the walls, but if you can just know this is why I'm depressed. <laughs> no, but this is why I'm, this is why I'm not as consistent with the shit as I'd like to be, but there's children starving to death in Africa. This is almost as bad as that. But anyway, we're looking at the schedule. I'm a big schedule guy. You might not know that about me, but I'm, 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 I, I know I look, I appear to live my life all willy nilly like, but I'm big on schedules and structure. It's the only way I get anything done, especially when I've paid money and traveled far distances to, to, to see a show. I'm like, all right, well, who's playing where? Cause I don't want to miss shit. I'm a very rigid person, even if only on the inside. So I'm like, well, this person's playing over here right now. And then the next person after that at the same stage is that I would like to see both of them. So let's go to that one. It makes more sense. Anyway, we're there, and when I get there, someone I was genuine playing. I don't remember who we went to see, but I'm like, yo, that's not who I can't remember who it was that we we'd hoped to see, but we both want to see genuine anyway. But I was more like, like that's the difference between my wife and I, and most people and I. There's like, oh, cool, genuine. I'm like, oh yeah, I I know I wanted to see genuine, but I wasn't ready to see. I, I thought we were gonna see so and so, and then see genuine. Because not only do I not get to see so-and-so, but now I can't really trust this schedule. Because if we've been here for five minutes and shit's already fucked up, how am I to assume shit will unfuck itself by the end of the night? And therefore, is there any reason to even look at the schedule anymore? Can I depend on anyone? But yeah, we see Genuine. We see 112. I think we heard T-Pain's goofy ass off in the distance somewhere. I really wanted to see Little Kim, but again, the schedule's all fucked up. So then someone else, I think Pretty Ricky came on or some shit. Like I'm standing in the desert with strangers to see Pretty Ricky. Also, I'm to believe four black men in an R&B group willingly named themselves Pretty Ricky. 
But my wife and I were standing there. We're, we're trying to enjoy the shit. Can't see nothing. Pouring sweat. Drinking overpriced beverages. Just the whole festival experience. Standing on asphalt. You don't dare sit down on the asphalt because it's hot enough to burn through your fucking clothes and then into your flesh. But we're both looking at each other like, yeah, that's fun, right? Yeah, you having fun? Yeah, me too. No, this is no, this is great. Yeah, this is great. Only because we didn't want to believe that we spent hundreds of dollars and drove four and a half hours to to not be having the time of our lives. It's like one of those things. Once you admit it, it becomes real. So you have a better chance at convincing yourself it's not real as as long as you just don't acknowledge it. So we're sitting there like, oh yeah, this is this is great. Yeah, fucking yeah, I remember this song. <laughs> <laughs> fucking concerts are weird, yo. Concerts are so weird. Come to mind. Definitely come to mind. But other than that, like concerts are fucking weird. Playlithani.com for tickets. Um but so we go and we're like, all right, we're going to get more drinks. And then it, it's just, it's just the most ghetto festival. And it's not a complaint really. Like there's the internet's full of these people complaining about it. Like people just expect so much. People are so fucking entitled. Like they didn't do anything to make us not hot bitch. It's in the desert. Like, what do you want them to do? There was a fucking bus you could walk through that was AC'd. But like, I'm not you. You got to wait in the line to get into the bus, which is just a line of people walking from the front of the bus to the back of the bus. Appropriately, given the demographic of the concert, that was terrible. If you get it, you're a bad person. You're a fucking racist. Um... But yeah, like, what do you want? Like, you knew, you knew what it was. You knew what it was. But anyway, it's just like dudes with like buckets, not even buckets, like, uh, like, like bins, like the clear see-through bins you buy at Target and shit that comes with a lid, just like in the middle of the crowd and it's full of ice and they work there. They got the yellow shirt and all that. I don't know. Maybe they didn't work there. That'd be a good hustle. Do you hear my kid? <laughs> fuck up but they had these bins just full of ice and uh they were they're were selling beers and waters and all that and so you know I, we know shit's gonna be expensive it's like 12 dollar beers or 15 dollar beers or whatever it is they're tall cans the the big ones so you know given the situation you you, you show up prepared to take that l you got to wait in this long line just to get to the guy with the bucket. And you, you like, before you get in line, you're kind of looking around to see like, okay, well, how many you start counting? Like, all right, well, he has about uh, 20, 18 to 20 beers in there. And there's about mm, 15 people in this. Oh, but what if one of them buys three? What if they all buy two? Like I'm just waiting. This line would be fucked. So we finally find a guy with the bucket that has enough beer in it for all of us. Like I was, I was wilding. I was like, my man, if I buy another beer, can my wife stick her head in the bucket? <laughs> I forgot I did that until right now. Cause you know, we, we get to the front and he's talking and I'm talking. We both kind of smooth talking motherfuckers in the desert. You know what I mean? We're kind of making each other laugh and all that. So I'm just like, yo dog, as expensive as these motherfucking beers are like, you gonna let me dip my hat in the bucket or some shit, which he did. He was cool with it. My wife dipped her head. I think I just took my whole hat and put it in there and put it back on my head. It was it was it was amazing. It was amazing. But uh, uh, she goes to the bathroom and I keep talking to him because I notice uh, they're selling that liquid death shit. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but 
Uh, it, it sponsors like all the podcasts except you know this one. But um, I just always assumed Liquid Death was like an energy drink or or beer or some shit. The the can looks like a fucking like an affliction T-shirt. But come to find out, it's just water. It's just canned water. So it's a little weird. What's even weirder is motherfuckers are buying water for, I think, like $5 for a bottle of water, but then they're spending 10 for the liquid death. So I asked the dude, I'm like, yo, my man, like, why are these $10? And, like, people are buying them. Like, why are people spending 10 bucks for water when you could spend 5 bucks for water? Like, what, what's going on here? What do they know that I don't know? And this dude looks at me and says, quietly, people pay for it because they think it's alcohol. <laughs> Forgiven. I understand, you bad motherfucker. Get that money. Like, he ain't saying, he ain't advertising it as alcohol. But just like I did, I assumed it was alcohol. But yeah, so the concert was scheduled from like 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. or some shit when all the headliners come. You know, like every festival. And we got there around noon, I want to say, 1230. And... By about 4.30, we're standing there with our friends and we're all just looking at each other. And we're just like all collectively at once. We're just like, yeah, fuck this. This is, I'm all, are, y- are y'all good? You guys good? Yeah, I think I'm good. I, 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 we're good, right? We're good. Like, we're, we're not going to, like, what the fuck are we doing out here? What are we doing? What are we doing? We're all miserable. Too old to be this miserable. I got other exciting shit in my life. I, I, I don't need this. I don't need no part of this shit. Now, back in the day, I would have had it looming over me like, but, but you spent so much money. It's a waste of money. I, You know, fuck it. It's also a waste of money if I stay here for another eight hours and spend $10,000 on water and beer. You know what I mean? So, like, let's, let's, uh, let's be realistic. Let's just cut our losses. So we all just decide to leave. Like, ah, fuck it. Like, okay, well, before we left, I did go see Mace. And that was at the height of my drunkenness. Which uh, was amazing. I I got to see Mace from very far away, so it doesn't even count. Like we're just we end up watching it on the fucking jumbotron, which is essentially the same as standing in the middle of the desert watching the concert on YouTube on my phone. It's like the same thing. Like just knowing that Mace is actually here, like two hundred yards away from me, that that don't enhance the experience at all. I'm still watching this shit on a screen. Too old for this shit. But it was tight. His set was really tight. He played all the bad boy hits. It, it was it was uh, the the twelve year old me was happy as shit. And so then we left. You know, we 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 saw X amount of people. We saw one twelve. We saw um, I don't remember who I've already mentioned that we saw, but it wasn't very many. It wasn't very many at all. And uh, you know, the next day. We're uh, watching it on, like, Instagram. People are posting about it. Like, we saw, you know, all the people we wanted to see. And there wasn't a, even an ounce of regret in in my body. I, not one time was I like, man, fuck, I should just power through it. I don't, man, nah, nah, I'm done. That chapter of my life is over. And good riddance. Nah, it was a good chapter. We We had fun. I had fun going to concerts and shit. But that one was not fun. But it was cool because we're still in Vegas. So, you know, we go to the hotel. We had separate hotels. So go to the hotel, rest a little bit, clean up, meet each other at uh, Venetian. Because I'm a Vegas motherfucker, right? So I'm like, yo, we got to go to a sushi samba for dinner. So we go and we're just all exhausted just from the heat and the sun 
and just standing up and waking up early and driving and all that. So we're having dinner and just looking at each other like, this is fun, right? No, this is great. And we all just want to go to sleep. So that's what we did. We crashed. The next day, we were staying at the MGM. So we have our friends meet us there and we all go in the lazy river and shit. We get a bucket of beer. We're like, sick, finally. We're Vegasing. This is way better than standing in the desert watching Cisco perform the thong song from 200 miles away. This is way better. So we're going around and around and around, paying just as much for beer, but like we're in a pool now. You know, we're, we're swimming in and out of waterfalls and, and, and such, having a good time. Now, mind you, we we're supposed to leave, uh, head home later that afternoon. Supposed to being the operative word. But we're just having so much fun. We all look at each other and like, so should we stay? I mean, do we get another hotel room tonight and just continue enjoying our lives? The only answer being yes. So, you know, we call home, make arrangements and all that shit. And we end up staying another night, baby. We must have went through 10 buckets of beer, several mixed drinks. And uh, I, I truthfully, I don't even remember what we did that night. Well, because of the buckets of beer and several mixed drinks, most likely. I know it's fun, and uh, the uh, takeaway, because a lot of people, several people had hit me up asking about the concert because I built it up so much in the last episode. It was nice to be excited about something, but uh, when it was all said and done, it, it was it was a shit show. It's a complete shit show. I should have known. I kind of did know, but I was just kind of hoping, I guess. Yeah, there was like reports, uh, like uh, I guess there was a shooting or some shit. Like people heard gunshots and started running and people were getting trampled. And like the people selling merch and, and the concession stands, they were like hiding people under tables. Like it was, it was chaos. I don't need all that in my life. My life, plenty interesting without all that. Like it's been a while since a motherfucker heard gunshots. And I'd love to keep it that way. But anyway, for those who are wondering, that's how the... Lovers and Friends concert in Las Vegas banned out. Someone tell Usher he owes me $300. So again, this is episode 40. As we've discussed, as you knew when you clicked the shit. And uh, I wanted to do something special for this episode. Because again, 40 just kind of sticks out, you know? So I'm thinking, like, what could I do? Like, do we play E-40 instead of the theme music? That would be kind of cool, right? Like, E-40 for the 40th episode, that'd be cool. But then, yeah. My my drunken, manic mind starts taking over. I'm like, I wonder if we could get E40 on the show. Even if like we didn't meet up or even if he didn't want to talk for very long. Maybe I could get him to call in or something. So I get to think, I'm like, maybe I could just DM him. Like, that's the time we're living in right now. We have those options. Like, that don't guarantee he's going to read the shit or even respond. But like, I can DM him. And then I go deeper, like, oh, wait a second. Curtis King did this podcast. Curtis King produced for E-40. So he probably has his number or something. And furthermore, Merce follows this podcast on Instagram. He sees us making moves. Merce make music with E-40. So there's another connection right there. And then I start thinking, like, wait a second. I work for Rick Rubin, goddammit. I photographed 100 people 100 times more famous than E-40. So if anything, he should be honored to do my shit. So all I got to do is DM him. And then hopefully he, he clicks on my profile and he sees all the people that I've, I've worked with. He, he sees the resume. He sees, he sees what it is. 
And he says to himself, God damn, I better do this fucking podcast. My career depends on it. So I grabs my balls and I, I DM E40. I send E40 a heartfelt message. And I didn't want to say this at the beginning, but I got a surprise for you. Um, I'm extremely happy. I'm, I'm, I can't even express how stoked I am to tell you that he didn't even read the message. He, he's it's still unread to this day. This was months ago. Unread to this day. I, I can't get a hold of him. Um, I can't get anyone else to respond to me. You know, so it's just we're not having you 40 on on the podcast. But in my back pocket, I do have the hope that one day I'll be much more famous than him. So famous, in fact, that he'll know who I am. At which point he'll go to DM me and discover that I, in fact, DM'd him. A DM he didn't even read. What have I done, he'll ask himself. What have I done? Reckon I fucked up. Reckon you did, E-40. Oh, shit. As my headphones fly off of my fucking egg-shaped head. Reckon you did, E-40. Earl Stevens. And I imagine he'll crawl into my DMs all humble and apologetic. Like, hey, partner. I'm so sorry, mate. <laughs> I would love to do your podcast, partner. Please, oh, please, let me do your podcast, partner. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't know I could do an E-40 impression. That's pretty goddamn good, E-40. Shit, if I'd have known I was so good at doing E-40, I would, I would have just pretended he called in. I'd have done my voice and his voice. But my life funny like that. My life is definitely funny. Like, like I have zero reason to believe that, like, I won't end up talking to E-40 on my, my podcast. That's just how my life goes. Like, he ain't necessarily, like, on my list of dream guests or nothing, but, like, shit. Tell me I won't talk to E-40. Tell me I wouldn't be stoked to have E-40 on my podcast. And I truly won't be surprised. Like, I'll be stoked, but I won't be surprised when that shit happens. I was going through my old computer, like, a couple weeks ago, and, uh... In one of the files, it was like a photography-related file. And it was like dream guests, or not guests, uh, dream shoots. This is when I was like really, really, really obsessed with photography. I was like, dream shoots. And the first one was Andre 3000. And like number five was Rick Rubin. And then also on there was Henry Rollins. And uh, I've shot all those fucking people. And then that like years after... Like, that list I probably made in maybe, shit, 2016, 2015. And by 2020, I had shot all those people and more. So it's weird. I mean, it's not that weird. It's, uh, I don't know, there's nothing wrong with believing in coincidence, right? Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not a coincidence in the sense that I, I spent a long time in the music industry and just being around people and was simultaneously perfecting my skills at photography. And uh, also, I just happen to be a nice guy and uh, I know people who know people. So I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know. If it's the universe, great. Thanks, universe. If it's God, I, I mean, that's uh, that'd be highly confusing. But, you know, thanks, God. Why are all the babies starving in Africa? Um, but yeah, my life weird like that. In fact, E40 was supposed to play at that uh, that godforsaken concert we went to. I think he pulled out last minute. And for good, he probably got there. He probably showed up, looked around, was like, oh, hell no, partner. 
Oh, hell no, nah, we ain't finna do this, partner. I really don't need the money that much, man. Got me out here hotter than a motherfucking devil. <laughs> oh, shit. Tell me I won't use that voice to talk to every customer service representative I get in contact with going forward. Every time I call T-Mobile, I'm talking like that. Why not? They don't know me. They don't know what I usually talk like. Uh, hello, yes, sir. This is T-Mobile. Thank you so much for calling today. How are you doing today? Look here, partner. I got this one phone, right? It ain't been percolating since you got to activate. <laughs> this here phone ain't been percolating since you got to activating. <laughs> oh, yes, I am understanding, sir. I am so sorry to hear you're having the trouble with the phone. And I am going to be thanking you for being such a dedicated customer. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I need medication. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that this E40 bit kind of fucking saved this episode, huh? We were off to a rough start. The energy was not there. The motivation <laughs> What the fuck did we just do here? An old friend asked me on Instagram recently. I'm not going to say her name on air, but she was like, I've been listening to your podcast. Like, are all your bits just like off the cuff? And I'm just like, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's called being a fucking psycho. I just kind of sit down and let the demons talk, you know? Like if I tried to write any of that down first and then deliver, it, it would never work for me. I don't know. You just, half the magic is just trusting whatever you say might be something good. And sometimes, you know, you end up talking like E-40. The funny thing about E-40 is no one's really an E-40 fan, I don't feel like. Like, I'm sure they're out there, but, like, I like, I love three E-40 songs and not because of E-40. One of them is Player's Ball, and the reason I love that song is because of Two Shores' verse. Other one is called Behind Gates, and the reason I love that one is because Ice Cube's verse. And the other one is called, I don't remember what the other one is called, but it's arguably the most famous E-40 song. And the best part about that is Nate Dogg's chorus. So if E-40's a champion of anything, it's getting the right people on the right songs. And also talking and conducting himself like a fucking cartoon character. I'm a big fan of that part. Me and my homie from back in the <laughs> We used to imitate him. Here's this other. I forgot about that song. I can't remember what that one's called either, but it's an older one where he just talks in the in the beginning of the track, and I can't say a lot of it because he drops the end bomb. I mean, I I would say it, just not like, you know, I wouldn't record it. I don't need that shit coming back to haunt me. I got enough demons on their way. You know what I'm saying? I got enough skeletons just waiting to break out of that closet. But um. He's like, she used to hold my sack in a VHS, uh, motherfucking canister. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to play that part right now. In a motherfucking VHS, uh, motherfucking canister, what? nigga. All right, goddamn, enough E-40 talk. Um, I don't know how long we've been going. I can't even figure it out. But last thing I want to talk about is uh, I was locked out of my Instagram 
for about three and a half months, maybe not quite as long as that, but it was, it, it, it was a while. It was a while. It was a while. But I have a couple Instagram accounts. So I was, you know, trying to communicate to the best of my abilities through those ones. So here's what happened. I took my son to the Tupac exhibit in L.A. I talked about that on the last uh, episode as well. And we had a great time. It was a great time. I'm like, you know, you should have gone. If you ain't go, you should have gone. It's your loss if you didn't. But we had a great time. Um, and I took hella videos and all that. So I get home and I'm excited. I'm going to like chop up a little reel and put it on Instagram uh, with the Tupac song in the bag. It was going to be it was going to be fire. So I get to editing and the shit continuously, continuously or continually, it keeps crashing keeps crashing I, I but like not in the beginning it would let me get all the way to the end i got everything timed perfectly to the beat of the music you know how your boy you already know how we get down over here you already know how we get down so it, it would get right to the end and i'm I, you know i'd spend a good amount of time more time than i prefer to spend on the shit and then it would crash and i'd open instagram up and there was like no trace of it so i'm like mm. All right, no, no, that's fine. No, that's fine. We'll just start over. We'll start over. That's okay. It's okay. Children are starving in Africa. You know, that's okay. It's okay. Do it for the kids. Do it for the starving kids in Africa. So, I get to editing again, and uh, it crashes again. Again at the end. At the end. At the very end. So, I mean, I mean, are we? It already happened twice. We're not going to do it. We're not going to try this again, right? Because you're only going to be more angry than you already are, and you're already. Really goddamn angry. Do we need to set ourselves up for that much failure? And of course we do. So by the third time it crashed, hours have gone by, right? I'm on the internet. I'm, I'm Googling Instagram reels keeps crashing. You know, you, all these dickheads like I'm having this trouble. I'm, I'm having trouble with Instagram reels crashing. And then there's like a hundred responses, but all the responses are just the other. I'm having that issue too. Same issue here. Yeah, I'm having that issue too. My phone keeps like motherfucker. Why? Someone already asked the question. You know, someone already asked the question. Now I have to sift through all your, all you fucking jabber jays. No one cares that you also have this issue. If you have an answer, by all means. But now it's just a bunch of people saying they, they have the same fucking problem. Or even if there was an answer buried somewhere in there, I, I, I gotta find it now. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Someone finally says, I had this problem and I fixed it by deleting the app and then re-downloading the app and uh, signing back in and all that. All right, I can do that. That's fine. I delete the app. I reset my phone and then I download the app again. I go to sign in. I know my name. I know my password. I put it in. It says two-factor authentication. Uh, requested, which I set up because I my, my Facebook got broken into like about a year ago. Some Vietnamese fuck, and I, that's not racism. It's accurate because it was they changed all the the language to Vietnamese. You know, I'm Chinese, close enough. Um, so when that happened, I was like, all right, I'm going to enable two factor authentication uh, on all my my profiles and all that. And then I did the research and all that. You have to get an authenticator app and then connect that to your accounts, like your accounts being Instagram, all your socials or whatever. 
And uh, the idea being that when you go into, when, when you, whenever, you get the feeling I don't really understand how this works. <laughs> um, the idea being that when you go to sign into your Instagram, for example, you'll be prompted to enter the two-factor authentication code, at which point you go to your authenticator app, which is linked to your Instagram. So therefore, internally on the back end, it knows that Instagram is in fact requesting a code. So it provides you with a code, a, a temporary code. You go back to Instagram, put it in, and you're in. The idea is you don't have to do this every time, but if you sign out, you got to fuck around and get this code, right? Kind of a pain in the ass, but not nowhere near as big of a pain in the ass as getting locked out of your shit, right? And when I, when, uh, when I experienced this with Facebook, someone had broken into my Facebook, changed my email address to theirs, and then enabled two-factor authentication so that it was sending the codes to their new email address. So then I tried to get the codes. And they're like, we sent you an email. I'm like, yeah, no shit, but it's the wrong fucking email address. Anyway, back to Instagram. So I'm in my authenticator app. Authenticator app? That's a weird way to say it. I'm in my authenticator app. And um, I'm looking for all my shit, all my shit being like a list of all the accounts I have linked to my authenticator app. And the problem is there's nothing there. It's blank. And so I'm like, uh, why would that be? Why might that be? And then it occurs to me, oh, shit, the last time I used this app, I had a different phone. I got a phone like a few. I got a new phone a few months ago. So unbeknownst to me, it deleted all of the codes and accounts that I used to have associated with my authenticator app. And that's a problem. So it's asking for the code. And I'm like, fuck, I, don't, I can't access. I don't. Yeah, there's no code because I'd have to relink my Instagram to the authenticator app. And I can't get into my Instagram in order to link it to the authenticator app. And again, that's a problem. So I click access another way. It's like, well, you can provide your backup codes. I'm like, sick. Where do I get my backup codes? Where do you think I, I, I could access my backup codes? Where do you think? Give that a gander. Gander's not the right word. Gander means to look upon. Give that a guess. Well, of course, it's in the fucking Instagram app. Why wouldn't it be? It makes sense. <sighs> so then I'm contacting support. You know, I'm not going to bore you with this whole story, but just know that for three months I couldn't access my shit. And I'm like constantly trying to uh, I, like I hit a technical support. And they sent me a code to my email and they're like, we need you to write this code on a piece of paper and then take a selfie with your face clearly exposed, holding up the paper, which you've written on, which you've written this code and your account number and your full name and all this shit. I'm like, this is for real. So I did it and I sent it to him. Never heard back for weeks. Never heard back. And everyone's like, oh, take them a couple days, a couple days. All right, I got a couple days. I got a couple days. I, to, to my knowledge, I got a couple days. I'll wait a couple days. That's fine. I, I, I give you a couple days. Months go by. And, I, you know, I'm going to fucking drink a little bit. So at, <laughs> at night, I'm like, you fucking cucks. <laughs> I'm just lighting up support. Wake up the next day like, oh, like now I kind of hope they didn't respond. Cause dog, if I'm if I'm on the support end of things, and some guy sends me death threats, 
wishing ill will upon my mother, I'm like, oh, oops, I just deleted everything. And now you don't, now you can start over because you have no longer, you no longer have an account. Um, But yeah, I talk my shit. I, I definitely talk my shit. You can imagine. And um, something I realized, like there's that initial panic. Well, initially when I got my Facebook back, which I don't even fucking use Facebook, right? When I got my Facebook back, I guess I, I was so convinced that, well, whatever, I don't have a Facebook anymore, whatever. And for that, it was more like, fuck, I had so much like old pictures and shit of like my kid as a baby and uh, all kind of stuff that I'm just irresponsibly depending on the cloud to maintain when I should just take the initiative and download the shit and keep it like somewhere safe you know, you get so used to these apps having your back. And then when they go away, you're like, Oh, like, who do I talk to? And they're like, well, I mean, did you spend any money on it? Did like, did you have like a premium account or anything? And like, well, no, I just have what everyone else does. I just sign up for a free app and, you know, pour my whole entire life into it. And they're like, Oh yeah. Well, you know, we never promised that like it was never going away. So since you didn't pay for anything, you're kind of fucked. So anyway, I made amends with the Facebook going away and then it came back. So when this shit happened with Instagram, I kind of had that in the back of my head. Like, I mean, yeah, it'll be a minor inconvenience, but it'll come back. It'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Things work out. But, you know, after a while, you start thinking like, fuck, man, that shit not coming back. And it should be said, right? Like, I've ex- I've had this conversation with, like, some random people, random friends, my wife even, like, and I get that you'd be pissed if your Instagram went away, but you would recover, and I would recover, like, we'd all recover, I don't want to be overly dramatic, but the thing is, like, I've worked pretty long and pretty hard to amass a, a relatively decent following, and... Like some of which are some relatively notable people in life. Like I'm not going to name drop, but you know, uh, I got a few blue check marks following me and looking at the shit I do and sometimes sharing what I do and contacting me in the background. Like, yeah, I'm not going to name drop, but you can go look, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's not the quantity, it's the quality. And like what I'm supposed to do, start over. I'm supposed to start over. I got a tour coming up. I can't even advertise it. I can't even promote the shit. I got music coming out. I can't promote the shit. Like I could promote the shit on the, on the podcast page. Great. And if you follow that, thank you. That's, that's one thing that I realized like, Oh, all the people who really fuck with me, they follow the podcast page. So if you're one of those, I mean, most likely if you follow the podcast page, you also listen to the podcast. So you guys are my people. And I'm that's not shitting on all the others, you know. But with my main page, everyone has different motives. Some some are there for the the music, some are there for just the stories, the jokes, and all that. And uh, some a lot, most are there for the photography, which is the least of what I give a shit about. Like I truly don't give a fuck about that. It pays bill. It used to pay bills. Uh, it, it occasionally pays bills now so like i'm not ready to just give that up yet because it's like my biggest source of income at the moment but like 
I'm not going to be so delusional as to think that all 3,000 or whatever the fuck, 2,700 people that follow that account, like, care about my podcast or my jokes or my music or whatever. Truth be told, and again, I'm not shitting on anybody, just but realistically, most of them are probably musicians who are aware of my photographic resume and they're just kind of hoping by getting to know me that I'll do some shit for them for free or introduce them to certain people. And that's all right. I'm not necessarily above that either. I, I get it. That's, that's what it is. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. But I can only blame myself if I allow myself to start believing it's more than what it is. Like they're not fans. They're not friends. A lot of them. But like most of them, but a lot of them are. And I'd like to consider those people the ones like you. You, If you listen, if you follow all my other pages, you're always checking for shit that I do, then, you know, you're in good with me. Furthermore, I have a, I, I, my story game. Like, you know the story game. You know what it is with the stories. And, yeah, they'll live forever. I mean, you know, as long as Instagram is up and running, people can always access that shit. But I have a lot of, like, backlogged stories from, like, as the day stories became a thing of, like, my kid growing up and me and him making funny jokes. Shit that I didn't, like, make public or it was public for 24 hours, but I didn't go ahead and, like, highlight it or whatever. If you don't have an Instagram and know how it works, you, this doesn't make sense to you. But the point is, there's a lot of archived shit in my Instagram that if I can't access my Instagram, like, I'll never see again. I don't, I can't download it to my phone, which I should have done in the fucking first place. Now I know that. And so I was upset about that. That's the shit you can't get back. But then, you know, all the cheesy but accurate quotes start going through your mind, like, the root of all suffering is attachment. I'm like, all right, great. But, like, it's so much easier to say when you're not grieving over lo the loss of, of something you're attached to. You know what I'm saying? And again, I don't want to be overly dramatic and shit. But it was a big deal for a little bit, you know? Like, and then that kind of shines a light on, like, how attached we, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm going to speak for you. How attached we let ourselves become to these things and they sort of become our identity even as far as we're concerned like uh, about ourself like it's one thing if you associate me with my instagram but now i'm associating me with my instagram like it's kind of weird but understandable like i'm not really fighting against it i don't necessarily i think it's all natural like that's a whole nother conversation i think everything in this world is natural even the man-made shit because we're part of nature so everything we make has to be part of nature just like the honeybees the part of nature so how, how far removed is the skyscraper from a motherfucking beehive you know what i mean <clears throat> Again, we'll talk about that another time. But mostly I just had a lot of shit to promote. And I'm just like, fuck, I can't promote it to all these people now. And it like it'd be one thing if all these people knew that I couldn't get into my shit, but I tend to disappear from time to time. So a lot of them just assumed I, I just was doing my my usual annual shit, just disappearing. And I wish there was, I think I even from, from the OTWD podcast, uh, Instagram, I even was like, yo, I'm locked out of my main account. If anyone who follows that also follows this, can you like, if we have mutual friends, do you all mind like letting people know to follow me here? Just cause I, at that point I just kind of accepted that I'd never get the other one back. 
And then I'm like, you know, maybe it's kind of good. Maybe a fresh start wouldn't be the worst idea. Is again, it's not like the page went away forever. The page is still there. So you can like click on the link and like see all the shit I'm up to and I can adjust, like I can I can update where the link takes you. So that's cool. It was just a little bit of a uh uh what was it? It was just a little bit of a jolt. A jolt to the system, which isn't bad. It'd be a lot better if I knew like, all right, for three months you're not gonna have this. All right, great. Or if I could let people know that I'm I'm I can't access it. It was it was kind of a big deal. But uh I made amends with it and moved on. And uh honestly found myself spending I don't really spend a lot of time on Instagram. I that's on purpose. Like I can. I'm not I'm not exempt from uh from just consuming mindlessly. Like I find myself doing that from time to time. But I try to limit myself. Like if you have something to post or share or someone to contact for a reason, then yeah, go on Instagram. But then you know, as soon as you get on Instagram, the first video pops up and you're like, oh what is what is this? Is that cat gonna what? What 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 the fuck is that? Is that guy gonna crash his motorcycle? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then before you know it, you're scrolling. You're like, wait, why did I? What the fuck was the whole point of coming in here? I forgot what my whole motive was. I'm not exempt from that. I'm I'm not immune to it. But I tried to check myself and only go in there for a reason, not like scrolling aimlessly. And no hate to anyone who scrolls aimlessly. I get it, but I just. My uh, my energy isn't the best these days, and I'm, like, more affected by things than I care to be and definitely more than I care to share. But y- if you listen to this, I, f- I feel like you know me a little bit by now. And um, so, yeah, it was a nice break. It was a cool, it was a nice break. I found myself reading more books. I found myself writing more. I found myself doing other things like some of my little uh, goals and ventures that I've been kind of wanting to do for a long time. And I'm not going to say I finally started doing them and I'm really into them. And we'll talk about that another time. I'm not ready to like really uh, unpack that. I kind of have to stay in music mode because I'm going on tour and all that. And I'm an obsessive person. So if I let myself shift gears, I'm shifting entirely. And then I'll find myself on stage, fucking a Pacific ocean away. Just like, Oh, uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't rehearse anything. I don't really know what I'm going to do. Like, that's not my style. I want to have it dialed in so I can go in there and focus on just performing my ass off. And if I shift gears before then, I'm never going to give that the attention it deserves. Like I've worked for fucking 15 years to go on tour uh, as an artist. Like I've toured as media and then I get to perform also, which is great and appreciated. And it's sick. It's way more than most people ever get to do. But now, like I was told, like, hey, we don't want you to do anything else. We, we don't need you to film. We don't need you to shoot. We don't need you to, you don't even have to bring your cameras or nothing. Like we want you to be direct support. We want you to open. And that's just cause they fuck with me. And that's, that's an honor. That's, uh, I, I really am honored. So all that just to say, I want to give it the time and attention it deserves. And so I know I won't do that if I shift gears. I'm a, I'm a gear shifter. I, I'm constantly juggling and go back, going back and forth. That's the only thing. That's the only way I work. It's the only way my brain works uh, for better or for worse, or at least until we get on some sort of medication. But anyway, 
that's a funny thing. Just the other day, I, I looked up medication to stay focused or um, not fo- oh, motivated. I'm just I've just been feeling unmotivated. That's that really honestly is the only reason for the uh, the delays in podcast episodes. It's just most time I just don't feel funny. I don't feel motivated. I don't feel like blah blah blah. Um, we've been down that rabbit hole before, and if not, if you haven't heard it, if you haven't heard me talk about it, you can use your imagination. Um, but I found myself looking up medication. Oh, we getting real personal, baby. I mean, we already talked like E40, you know what I mean? You already heard my E40 impression. Now we'll talk about medication, you know? Um, I found myself looking up medication that, you know, people take for motivation, medication for motivation. And the first link was like, Top 10 medications to increase motivation. I'm like, oh, six. So you're going to be 10? Man, I love a list. I love me options. I love me a list of options, baby. Let's dive on in. Number one, amphetamines. I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> like, oh, great. Cool. I mean, shit, I can get that down the street. I mean, not from here. I live in a nice place now. But like for at, at, the, at where I used to live, down the street. I go to the old neighborhood. Like, I know about amphetamines. Not often, but, you know, I've, I've, I've been known to dabble. Not in a while, but I've, I've been known to dabble. And guess what? It was amazing. Got a lot done. Got a lot done. I can tell you what we did, but that would incriminate other people. But anyway, back to Instagram. Yeah, it just taking the break kind of let me do a lot of things that I either miss doing or hadn't started doing that I, I wanted to start doing at some point and not because I'm spending that time on Instagram but it's just like again Instagram has a tendency to become your identity and then if your Instagram is like I'm a photographer on Instagram I, I do photography it's like therefore I can't do stand-up comedy or I can't do I can't put out music because my quote-unquote audience expect photography from me and it's like that's all bullshit you know what i mean so uh, not having not only access to instagram but not having not not being convinced i'd ever get it back it kind of gave me uh permission to go out and try new shit i'm just like well shit if i am gonna have to start from scratch on the as far as instagram's concerned like why don't i start from scratch in life and uh once I got over the panic, it was actually pretty goddamn nice. It was pretty motivating. And I took it and run. I took it and ran. I took it and run with it. I took it and ran with it. And, um, I got some plans. I got some things in, I got some irons in the fire, but again, we're going to bang out Hawaii first. And then when I get back, we'll see, uh, we'll see if we don't end up shifting some gears around. But anyway, I got Instagram back and I I am very happy. It's cool because that realization I came to didn't go away when I did get the Instagram back. It's like if you're in a relationship with someone and you don't even realize that's affecting who you are. And then you're no longer in a relationship with them and you end up discovering more about yourself And then you get back in a relationship with that person, but you still get to be the new you you discovered. Again, sounds very dramatic in terms of losing your fucking Instagram, but 
if you have Instagram, especially if you're creative and you use Instagram to promote your shit and all that. And I feel like you might relate. I don't know. I don't know. If you're just a consumer, cool. You're probably better off for it. That's at least my take on it. You know, that's my experience. But one day, I mean, it got to the point where I'm, I'm, I'm not even, I wasn't even trying to get back into the shit. I was just like, whatever, whatever. But then one day, it was like several things all one after another, like one morning. I got like signs for lack of a better uh, description. Like it kept coming up. Like I got someone else got locked out of their Instagram and then someone else was like, yeah, I keep hitting you on Instagram, but this and that. And then some, it was like another thing about, you know, my Instagram. And I was like, now I wonder if I could just try again. And I swear to God, it had been like a month since I tried. I picked up my phone, went through the prompts and it said, scan your face. And I was like, Oh, we never got to this level before. We, this wasn't an option the last 145 times I tried this. I'm like, all right. So I go in selfie mode and I'm like, it says, turn your jaw to the right. So I'm just doing all that. It's kind of like when you do facial recognition. Well, it's exactly like when you do facial recognition for your iPhone or whatever. And um, scan my face, send it. And it says, uh, if there are pictures if there's a picture of you on your Instagram, we'll compare it to this and someone will get in contact with you. I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah, sure you will. Sure you will. Heard this shit before, but whatever, can't hurt. I swear to God, an hour later, I get a text message and it says, uh, identity confirmed, you can now log into your Instagram with this temporary code. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Because, yo, I had been getting temporary codes for a long time. Again, I'm not going to bore you with the whole process, but I had been sent numerous codes, none of which worked. So then I'm responding to the person who sent me the code, like, hey, motherfucker, motherfucker, code, hey, motherfucker, perk. And that got me nowhere. So lo and behold, this new code worked. And my Instagram pulls up and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, I'm in. And then brrr, all the notifications. I'm not, not, not that like, you know. I'm I'm some fucking important person, but you can imagine. I don't know how much, how many notifications you get on a daily basis, but my shit kind of popping. And so three and a half months worth of notifications, I'm like, oh shit. Like now I got to read all these fucking messages, most of which are probably bullshit. But um, yeah, I was like stoked. I was pretty fucking stoked. I think I I did the Tiger Woods. Like, you know, when he, when he makes a hard putt and he kind of, it's like not a fist pump. It's like a fist pump, but like toward the toward the earth, toward the ground. A downward fist pump. I think I did the old Tiger Woods. And then went and fucked a white bitch. <laughs> you know, because Tiger Woods fucked white bitch. Yeah, you, you got it. Um, so anyway, um, I'm back in my Instagram. And uh, it was, an, uh, I enjoyed the break. It was productive, productive on a soul level, baby. Piece of advice, piece of advice. If you have an authenticator app, good for you. You're on the right track. However, pop in there from time to time and make sure your codes are up to date. Make sure, you know, some fuck shit didn't occur and erase all your codes and disconnect with all your accounts. Because if you sign out, like you need to be signed in in order to relink the authenticator app to whatever app you're trying to link it to. You got to be signed in to your Instagram or your Facebook or your Twitter or like whatever, whatever you're going to use it for. You got to be signed in to have it linked. 
So if it's not linked and you sign out, you're fucked. Second piece of advice, even if you are linked with the Authenticator app, go to, again, Instagram, for example, go to your settings, go to your security settings and look for something called backup codes. Click on that. It will provide you a list of maybe eight codes and they're all, they're not temporary, but once you use the code, that code no longer works. So you get eight of them. And then if you use all eight, you can request more codes like for free or whatever, but it starts you off with eight screenshot that shit, write them down, fucking tattoo them on your body. Like memento. That's a movie. Um, trust me, like those are a godsend. That shit will save you. Uh, and it's, it takes 30 seconds. So just, just do that and tell them I sent you. All right. Just take it from me. Cause I'm on top of my shit. I don't, I don't deal with a lot of fuck shit like this. I'm usually on top of my shit. And I thought I was on top of my shit by having the authenticator app in the first place. But you know, shit happens. We learn, we live, we learn. And, um, now you don't have to live. You just learned for free. You don't have to live it. You just learned it. Cause I lived it. Um, yeah, that's the biggest advice. Just get your backup codes. Make sure your authenticator app is uh, up to date and all that. And you, you should be fine, baby. Also good advice. Take a break from Instagram for a while, especially if you're creative. See what new things pop up into your mind. It might, it might be good. It might be bad. I don't know. Again, maybe maybe, maybe I only came to those conclusions. Not because, like, if I, if I just knew I was taking a break from Instagram, maybe it wouldn't have been as impactful as it was when I thought I was never going to get back into Instagram. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes you got to get scared. Sometimes you got to be kind of desperate and then you kind of circle back around and, ah, fuck it. What's for lunch? What do we do now? You know? Anyway, that's a dramatic way to recap my Instagram experience. Um, Thank you if you follow that Instagram, but especially, like, I mean this with all my heart. Thank you if you follow the podcast Instagram, because that is my, uh, that's the main thing I give a fuck about is, uh, talking, you know, sharing ideas, sharing my thoughts. And, uh, if you fuck with that, then that means you fuck with me and I appreciate you for doing so. I hope you get some enjoyment out of my shit. I hope you laugh. I hope, I don't know, whatever. If you enjoying it, I'm glad I enjoy that you enjoy it. Um, one last thing I'll promote. I actually put out a song. I covered a song called steal my sunshine by Len. And if you know that song, it sounds ridiculous to the, my, that sentence I just said probably sounds ridiculous, but I'm very proud of it. I, when I was driving back from Vegas, from that concert, we were listening to old cheesy nineties, uh, um, like, you know, pop alternative rock type shit. And, uh, that song came on. I was like, man, someone should cover this, but I never really like sing, sing, you know? So I'm like, someone should cover this either like, either like a metal version or like, Ooh, like a, like a sexy kind of Neo soul R and B version of this shit. I'm like, yo, that'd be hilarious. And then I started thinking, I do have a lot of Neo soul beats. I've just been sitting on that producers been sending me and shit. I'm like, nah, that's ridiculous. Anyway, I get home and I find a beat and I start humming it. I'm like, ah, oh, that could work. Dude, this could work. This could work. And then I start humming the Third Eye Blind song, Jumper, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Start humming that one. I'm like, damn, that could work too. Fuck, should I do that one or Sunshine? 
I kind of want to do both. What if I did both? And so you listen to the song, it starts off with sunshine and then it goes to jumper and then it meshes the two at the end. Um, you could quite possibly have already heard it and hated it. And that's okay. Uh, if you did like, you're wrong, it's a fucking masterpiece, but you know, you don't, you don't got to agree with me, but you're wrong. Um, but if you haven't heard it, you can check it out. It's on, um, everything, Spotify, iTunes. If you like it, you can buy it from iTunes, but I'll have to pay Len. Like I literally will have to pay Len. Like I signed contract It's weird. The music business, the music industry is fucking weird. I had to like get a license to cover that song and then like get publishing rights and put the actual artist, like the songwriter's name on the, like it, it was, it was a fucking headache not really worth it, but now I know how to do it. You know what I mean? So the point is if you buy it on iTunes, I owe people money and I'm not even sure how that works, which means I'll most likely fuck that up. So if you want it, you can go download it for free on SoundCloud. Um, I think it's Godzooks music on SoundCloud, but if you go to my Instagram and just hit the link tree, it'll, you'll, you'll find the SoundCloud link in there. Um, SoundCloud is a weird thing to say. Also, um, the video I dropped not too long ago called Don't Drop the Hope. The video was out, but I didn't put the song online. But I went ahead and put the song online. So if you want to stream that song, it is available. Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Music, YouTube Music, like all the music shits. Um, so you can do that as well. I uh, That Steal My Sunshine song, I did all myself. I did all of it myself, all the mixing, mastering, EQ, and like all the shit. And I never do that. Like I try to, but I never put shit out that I mix myself. And it was a cool little wake up call. I said a wake up call, but it was like, it was just so easy. And granted, it's not perfect. It's imperfect. But I don't know the amount of time it takes to perfect something and like the amount of people you have to involve and you have to spend money and go back and forth. Like, Oh, can you tweak this part? And then like, if you've done it, you know what I'm talking about? I'm just like, or I could just get it pretty good at home and never have to contact anyone and then just get it out, just get it out. And then on to the next one. Cause I got like 500 fucking songs I'd like to put out, but I'm just, I've been sitting on them because they're not perfect. And I'm just like, hey, they're not going to be perfect. They're just going to be a little better than you could make them. So what, 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 what are we doing? What are we doing here? What are we doing? We're getting old, baby. We're going to be 37 soon. You know what I mean? And it's like, just, just put shit out. So that's my advice to you. If uh, I'm full of advice today, aren't I? You'd never know I'm a fucking manic, depressive, angry, psychopath of a person. Um... But anyway, uh, that's more advice. If you're sitting on shit, especially if you're getting old, like just just get it to where you're happy with it. Not like happy, ha- like who the fuck's happy? You know who 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 the fuck is happy? If you're an artist, who the fuck are you to be happy? You show me a happy artist, I'll show you a person who thinks they're an artist. That's not fair. I'm I'm half joking. There are plenty of happy artists, and God bless you. Live long and prosper. But uh. To anyone who relates to me, it's like, just uh, trust me. It's kind of like when your house is filthy, just cluttered, and then you clean it and you're like, wow, that was kind of a lot of work, but 
I feel so much better now. It's uh it's it's a good feeling just to know like I can sit here at this desk and talk into this microphone that I'm talking to right now, talking into right now. Make a song, mix it right here, and then just put it on the internet. And then maybe a thousand people will hear it, maybe a million people will hear it. It doesn't matter. The point is I don't have to ask for help from anyone. And, you know, God bless those people who are willing to help me. It's not about that. It's not them. It's just I got time for all that shit. You know what I mean? Anyway. Anyway, if you if you're listening to this right now, that means you got through the first half of this episode, which I feel like was rough because um, I wasn't very motivated. And uh, truthfully, it's kind of weird podcasting with my kid right next door. I've I can honestly say I've never done that. I usually wait till I'm completely alone. And uh, that's just my own shit. That's my own insecurity and whatever. But, you know, we're working on shit. We're working on shit. Look at us. Just working on shit. Um, but yeah, if you got through that first half and you're on to this, I mean, I hope this kind of makes up for it. I mean, if there's nothing else, like the E40, you know what I mean? Like the uh, the E40 calling into T-Mobile, like, come on. You tell me that wasn't worth the, <laughs> the beginning? Um. Anyway, all right, I'm going to go. Thank you for listening. I have no idea when I'll do this again. Um, I'm going to get very busy here coming up pretty soon. Like I leave in X amount of days for Hawaii and then it's just going to be chaos. But um, I feel like I say this every time I go somewhere. I'm going to take my podcasting shit with me. And hopefully if we have a little downtime, I could either just do an episode there or I could get my homegirl Leilani Wolfram on one. I want to get Mr. Axe on one too. Um or maybe I'll just do like a group thing where we just all talk. That, yo, I think that's the move. I think that's the move. Anyway, I don't like to talk about plans because if they don't pan out, you knew about them and you know they didn't pan out. Anyway, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, at GVDZ, double OKS on Instagram, same handle on Twitter and Facebook. Back in that bitch, back in my Instagram, back better than ever. Um, OTWD podcast on Instagram on the way down.net. We'll take you to the YouTube page, subscribe and all that shit. I'd appreciate it. And then if you are interested in unreleased episodes of this podcast, I add to them often or semi often, uh, go to patreoncom slash OTWD five bucks a month. We'll get you access and support me and all my endeavors and support the show and, you know, buy me burritos and it'll, it'll buy me like, like spam musubi in Hawaii and all kind of shit. So, and I would appreciate you just tremendously. Also, if you could share this with someone, I've heard a lot of good things and I appreciate every word, every kind word I hear about uh, my podcast and all that. So if, if you, you, I'm talking to you, if you listening like this, please tell someone else about it that you think might like it. And that is truly the best way to support. Um, all right. I hope if you're listening from Hawaii, I hope to see you in about a week, in about 10 days. I hope to see you there. If uh, if you see me, come say hi. I'm, I'm a little awkward in person, but I'm a really nice guy. So we'll, we'll laugh. We'll have some beers and shit and, 
everything will be okay. All right. Thank you guys. I'm out. Put my Mac hand down. Ain't never been a sign. And I was having B R E I D way before this rap game, nigga. Been town. Thought you dazing, shazing. Niggas member. Earl Brant and Danelle. Them boys from Vallejo. And every light is automatic. Burn rubber. See my focus in the traffic. What's up, Burn? Follow that cap. It got dope in. My nigga Shelk got some houses. I'm always hearing rappers big ballin' on these songs. I do that shit for real and you'll never say I'm wrong. S500 straight sitting on 20. TV in the dash, pimpin' hoes, getting money. I'm too short, baby, been down since the 80s. For the last eight years, rode around in a Mercedes. Lexus, trucks, rock vet caddy. Bitches don't call me by my name, they call me daddy.